All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking nears? What the fuckadelics? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my uh, podcast. So I'm excited to tell you that we're setting up some live events for the release of Waiting for the Punch, Words to Live By from the WTF podcast. All right, here we go. New York City. I will be at the Barnes & Noble at Union Square Tuesday evening, October 10th at 7 p.m. That's the day the book comes out. So come by, hear me and Brendan do our thing. Get a signed copy of the book. It'll be great. Then San Francisco. Come see us as part of Litquake. We'll be at the new Mission Alamo Draft House. Same deal. We'll talk. We'll answer questions. We'll sign books. Go to litquake.org for tickets to that one. And we'll be announcing other events soon. Don't forget to pre-order your copy of the book, which now lets you enter the sweepstakes to win a Casper mattress or a luggage set from Away. Go to markmarinbook.com to pre-order and enter. Also, the new cat mugs are in. If you want to get a cat mug just like the ones I get, Give to my guests. There's a new batch available from our mug guy, Brian Jones. They're available now. Go to brianrjones.com to get your mug. A very fine gift idea as well. You want a cat update? I can do that. Monkey is fine. He's a little beat up. He's, I got to cut Buster's nails because Buster's beating up on Monkey and scabbing him up a bit. The old guy's taking some hits, don't really know what to do about it. I squirt the little fucker with the water, but now he's taken to that. So uh, there there comes a point where uh, you have very little power over the insanity of a a crazy cat. LaFonda's fine. He doesn't fuck with LaFonda because LaFonda's a tough tough little fucker. The outdoor guys are fine. Big Head seems to be coming around. I got no validation I think I brought it up to you people once before. He's still got his balls and his head is enormous. Do those Are those connected somehow? Sarah the Painter seems to think so. I'll believe her, but I'd like to know more. If you if you want to reach out, let it be about the, the existence of balls on cats and their relation to the jowls of cats who want to fuck. Angry too. Um, he's fine. He's out front. I see him occasionally. So... That's what's happening. Sometimes these days where I got to talk, I don't always know what to say, but I did get an interesting email. Uh, subject line, Harry Dean Stanton, did he actually reveal more than you thought? I I do not publicly express my feelings, as I've said about my interviews anymore. We reposted that Harry Dean Stanton with the original intro, and that was one of the last times I really did that in terms of reflecting on the conversation. And this guy just said, hello, Mark, I'm a clinical psychologist and new to your podcast, and I listened with interest to your interview with Harry Dean Stanton. A great loss. Maybe I'm missing the point, and it was a journalistic device, but I thought you might have got a lot more out of Harry Dean Stanton than you thought. I think he told you what his underlying pain was. He told you that he always thought his mom loved his brother more than him. You can imagine what that would be like for a person, that your mom didn't love you. He then told you that he wasn't sure whether his mom had ever seen any of his films. You can imagine what that is like for a successful actor and son. And he also told you about the broken heart, which he mentioned and sent back to his mom towards the end of her life was he being metaphorical either way a symbolic gesture anyway get in touch if you would like to explore this further best wishes and keep up the good work i don't consider myself a psychiatrist or a therapist or even a journalist 
but sometimes I don't, you know, I can't put everything together when I'm sitting there listening to it. When I'm sitting there in the moment, in the present, talking and thinking and engaging, not until afterwards can I do that. And then a lot of times I don't listen to these things afterwards. I don't listen to the conversations. Brendan listens to them because he's the one that puts the show together. But after I have them, I don't. So that was that was encouraging and, and nice to hear that professional in the mental health business or a professional at somebody making connections, which I do in the present, but he was hard for me, uh, made those connections. So I don't know. I'm not tooting my own horn. I wasn't there to excavate, you know, Harry Dean's, you know, psyche. I was just there to have a conversation, which I, as I've said, I <laughs> was a little tricky for me. But it was nice that uh, that that was put into perspective and context, and now and now I feel better about it. That's a that's a good psychologist. I should get in touch with that guy to see on a regular basis. I wonder what city he's in because he just made me feel okay about what I do and and my insecurities and and uh, maybe I shouldn't have them in relation to that which I don't occasionally I'll tell you though man without the nicotine without the caffeine and the coffee form without you know oh you know you do it, it, it you know I mean I am a little raw did I mention that I have Pete Davidson on the show today? What a, what a great guy. What a great kid. Can I say that? Great kid, that Pete Davidson. I can say that without being condescending. Compared to me, he's a kid. He, that was a, that was a, that, that's a hell of a talk we had. It's coming up here in a second. Oh, there's another thing. While back, it must be years ago already, I had uh, one of my favorite illustrators on, Drew Friedman. He is a, I would call him a satirist. He's done several books uh, uh, and he's done amazing portraits of people. They're very disturbing and compelling. He's done a series of uh, old Jewish comics books. He's done, he, 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 Drew's got a lot of books out, but nonetheless, he did that portrait of me and uh, a while back, and that, that in and of itself was an honor, but he has put the portrait of me in his new book, called Chosen People, Drew Friedman's Chosen People. I am in the company of Frank Zappa, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, S. Clay Wilson, Jeff Ross, uh, comic artist Chris Ware, um, uh, Oliver Stone, Barbara Streisand. Who else is in here? (laughs) So many. Pepitone's in here. Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder. Elaine May. Groucho Marx. These are... I love the, I love, I love his portraits. Ernie Kovacs. Wow. Anyway, Kimmel's in here too. A lot of old comics, a lot of interesting choices. I'll tell you that. But um, thrilled and honored to be a part of the collection. Just telling you. Just telling you. He's got a picture of his dad in there. The, uh, the, The brilliant dark writer, Bruce J. Friedman. So anyways, not a paid for plug but i just wanted to put it out there that i i am definitely honored to be part of that collection it's one thing meeting your heroes it's another thing to be drawn by one of your heroes and then yet another thing to be put in his book right that's right pete davidson got pretty real with me here and i really love talking to him he is he's a sweet kid can i say that it's not not an insult pete you're a good kid you're good i like you're a good kid he's a grown man but uh, he is part of the 43rd season of Saturday Night Live, which premieres September 30th on NBC with host Ryan Gosling and musical guest Jay-Z. And this is me talking to Pete Davidson. 
in the garage here. I'm always amazed when people my age still smoke. Like, God bless them. Yeah. There's no way after a certain point with cigarettes where you don't feel like this is just killing me. No, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Usually when I'm at, 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 like, at night when you're watching TV and you're laying on your back and you're, like, wheezing. Yeah, yeah. And and then for some reason it doesn't go away unless you smoke another cigarette. Oh, God. So are are you going back and forth on the vape to the thing? I quit six for, like, three months and then, like, I had one... With nothing, though? You quit with nothing? I was like, doing the vape. Oh, you were doing the vape. Yeah. So you weren't off the nicotine. No, I wasn't off the nicotine. But I had one at work, and then I, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just have another one. And it's over. And once you have one, it really yep. is over. You got you got the thing, though, then. You got the bug. Oh, yeah. You know, you <laughs> I've, I do everything to the most extreme. Yeah, and you just like, there's no... Right. Yeah. Like, if I think about drinking again, there's no sort of like, you just you have, have a beer one. here you and go there. go right back in there. Oh, fuck yeah, man. When yeah. I think about having a beer, I'm like... Why not do that every day? Right. Wait, why would you not do it every day? Right. Weed, same thing. Why would I not do it every day? Why not? I know. That's the way the brain works, so I just have to And then stop. you're like, I get my stuff done. Yeah, right. You know? Kind of. But like, we can do that because I know. we do this. Yeah, we get, you got a little more space. But then right. you start to wonder, it's like, am I doing all the stuff I could be doing? Right. Eventually with weed, though, I don't know like what your experience was with it. I just... I. <laughs> My brain is very active and like my perception, I feel good and everything. But uh, I don't know. I, I start to feel like I'm detached from, from real life. You know, like yeah. from like, you know, you wake up, you're like, I don't know if I'm still high. Am I still high? And then you yeah. get high and you're always like one step to the side of everything, which is nice. Yeah. If you want to observe like that. But sometimes you just want to be like on. Right. Yeah. And you can't because you're like stuck. Yeah. For like days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I used to smoke weed every single day, all day for eight years. Eight years. Until like last year. When did you start that? Um, How old are you now? I am 23. Oh, so you're like, a, a you're young. Yeah. So when you were like in 15 or something? Yeah, I was like 16 and I started smoking weed because I, I just didn't have any friends. And then I got invited to this party because I was around the because co- I lived around the corner. Yeah. And I was like actually around when the person invited another person. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been invited before. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And they were all like 20, 20 years old. And I was like 16 and they were smoking weed. And I was like... <laughs> And right. then I became like their little man. Yeah, yeah. Let's and see, like I hung out with them for so a while. It's like getting the cat stoned. Yeah, it's how yeah, I made get, friends. <laughs> let's get Pete stoned. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's the worst feeling when you kind of get invited to something just because you're there. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to come? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I was like 16, I'd never been invited before. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to go. And, and that then I the... got caught when I got home uh, because I was wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah. There's a giveaway. Pete. Yeah. At 10 o'clock at night. When you're a teenager, you yeah. come home wearing I came sunglasses. home wearing sunglasses. You're almost like asking. Yeah. You're like advertising. <laughs> Who caught you? Your mom? Yeah. So, like, let's get... I don't know the whole history of you. Where, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Staten Island, New York. Yeah, see, that's... Like, you got to tell me some shit about Staten Island. Okay. It's a terrible place, Mark. <laughs> it's... No, like everybody thinks I'm joking when I'm just because. Well, I, no, that's not that's the reputation it gets. You're not surprising anybody. Nobody's no. saying like, "Oh my god, I thought Staten Island was a vacation island." Here's the this is what, I told my girlfriend this the other day. I kind of guys had, are together still. We're together. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. And uh, I had like this realization. Um, I was because like I always thought there was something wrong with me. Right. My whole entire life, I was like, I have no friends. <laughs> 
You know, I've been to like three different schools. Everybody hates me. Uh-huh. Everybody hates me. Nobody yeah. likes me. Mm-hmm. So it has to be me. Right. And then I left Staten Island and I was like, it was literally everybody else. Really? It was everybody else. It was so. So you mean everyone hated Staten Island? No, I just think I. I just think it was a bad place. Oh, I, oh, think, I see. Like I always thought there was something wrong. There is something wrong with me, but right. like I was like, it can't be everybody. Right. Like, right. Every single person hates me. For so it was unique to Staten Island that everybody didn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody there's a Trump person. Yeah. Pretty like pretty much. Right. It's the only red place in, in New, New York. York. Well, my so. feeling of it was the only other guy I know from Staten Island is Eddie Pepitone. Yeah, and uh, you know when I was in New York, you know, you, you know, of course, everyone knows the dump is there. Yeah, but then there was like this, you know, you just thought like, well, a lot of like mafia there, and there's a lot of cops there. It was this weird place where it was just sort of like, just like you know, you know, criminals and cops and just you know, alpha monsters right. roaming the streets yeah. with the dump in the background. <laughs> But who are the people? Why were you there? Was it your family from there? My whole family was born and raised. Your grandparents? And, yeah, very. Well, they moved to Jersey like later on, like in their fifties. Uh, to my, get out, everybody they moved was, to Jersey. That's yeah. how bad Staten Island is. To get yeah. out, you go to Jersey. That's like the dream of a Staten Island family. Like one day we'll retire <laughs> to the shore. Yeah, and move to Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I can, you know, Jersey's nice. I can't badmouth Jersey. I, I've grown. Because it is part of my past, and my grandparents are there. I spent a lot of my childhood there. And yeah, me too. It, and it's nice. I mean, it's like you know, it's very green. It's very lush. There was yeah. good fruit. I remember maybe that was just my grandparents. So always a lot of fruit around. No, not my, <laughs> not your family. No, a very Irish, very unhealthy family. Well, did uh, did they have stories of when Staten Island was great? I don't know what they loved it. Everybody from Staten Island that's lived there and still lives there seems to love it. I guess it's a like-minded thing. Yeah, like th- my friends, like like my group of like people. Yeah. Like my age group yeah. are the first ones I think to start to realize that it kind of sucks. <laughs> Because I was, you're the generation. Yeah, I remember being. I'm like, I remember, once everyone got pictures of other places. Yeah, like, once the internet happened, you're like, oh look. No, yeah. Once like <laughs> I, I think it finally this like Trump thing. I think really fucked everybody. Oh up. yeah, yeah. I think it really like separated a lot of families and oh yeah, people look at people differently. Oh yeah, and, yeah. On like a intellectual type thing. Well, I'm not sure what it's going to take to get people to turn on this guy, but some people are. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. The whole family. There's the commitment to like, well, I think those type of New Yorkers, I don't know. They just, they, they, they'll, they'll, uh, you know, let him off the hook for everything because they like his attitude. Right. It's a very specific type of New York bigot. No, yeah. My family's the type of people that are like, oh, he's hilarious. Right. You right, know? right. And also, they're like, fuck them. Yeah. They're like, no, no, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they like it. Yeah. I think it's exciting. Right. It, it's got nothing to do with policy or lying nothing. or. or uh, it's you all know. swag. Yeah. It's swag and bigotry. Right. And there's a. <laughs> there, there's definitely a certain type of like Queens, I imagine, Staten Island racist guy right. that everyone knows. Yeah. Like, so he's like most of those people yeah. of that generation. He speaks to them. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's an old New York type. It's just. Uh, I'm just sort of surprised that what surprises me most about him is just how how the uh, the sort of uh, you know right wing Christians have latched onto him because they're you know this is their window so they're like we'll we'll make a deal with literally Satan right <laughs> to, to to meet our agenda 
I've never met him. I've never seen a more satanic guy, just a charming guy that never speaks a word of truth. And, you know, he's completely morally bankrupt. And people are like, I love this guy. Yeah, it's insane. That's It's, it's the devil. It's to the point where I don't even know what to say about it anymore. It's hard it's to just, talk about. It's just, it keeps going. That's part of the plan, though, to get us all exhausted and frightened. It's terrible. It's working. I can't think about anything else. You can't? It's just shoved down your throat. You keep you keep looking at the phone? I just keep looking at it. I'm yeah. just like so cute, just reading articles all day yeah. about something I can't do anything about. That's right, the powerlessness. I can't change anything, Yeah, but I'm so infatuated with all this information. It's hard to filter because a lot of times it's the same article taken on by a bunch of different angles, right. and then there's opinion pieces. Where right. I'm like, is this a real article? Is oh, it's someone's point of view? Okay, like I have to differentiate because you just go by the clickbait, you just go by the headlines. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, fuck, yeah. So Staten Island, so you're there, you're there in the in the weird darkness of Staten Island, yeah. And you know, you're so when you were growing up, what'd your mom do? What, you, what your dad was in the was in the fire department when you were a kid? Yeah, my dad was a fireman. Uh, and my mom was a nurse. Very typical Staten Island type of... And she worked at the hospital know. in Staten Island? She worked at the hospital in Staten Island. Um, is she a nice lady? She's a sweet lady. Oh, good. My mom's the best. Okay, good. Yeah, she's good. a very, very nice I, lady. I, I don't like knowing that nurses are monsters. No. <laughs> no, there's good people in Staten Island. Yeah. It's just the whole... The vibe. The of vibe it. and the aura of it is, right, is right. pretty awful. Something well, just seems off. It's it just so seems close like, to uh, the museums. Like, right, like, you know, when the Walking Dead first starts yeah. and you go outside and you look around and it's just very desolate? Yeah. It feels exactly like that every time I get over the bridge. <laughs> and you know the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, there he is, the guy yeah. I went to high school with. Still at the pizza place, <laughs> still like 25 years old, still like, what's up? Pussy, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking come back home. They're all still like that. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think? Staten Island is filled with people who peaked in high school. Right. That's what it, it's yeah. still like. This seventeen-year-old macho mentality yeah. that they carry through the rest. Yeah, I fucked that girl. Mate, gave got her pregnant. Yeah. And they're uh, like proud. And right. Like, right. Everybody has babies when they're like nineteen, and they start a family, and then they make those people like that, like them. Yeah, they're exactly. And that's just, why it keeps getting worse. Most people haven't let that are born there don't leave. Yeah. Like they never go to the city. Island people are weird. Like in going general, to the but... city. The first time I went, I was like, "What the fuck is this place? This <laughs> yeah. is insane." People selling hot dogs on the street you how, know how old were you i was fucking like 14 years old the I, you were 14 i mean i went to the city like once or t like twice to see the tree or yeah. whatever yeah, or, right. or like you know that doesn't it just feels like a mom type right. trip right like, but as a separate kind of person i went by myself i fucking flipped out it was the craziest thing I that's ever happened i can't believe it was that long no it was incredible 14 yeah Oh my, it's like you were like uh, in prison. Yeah, I've never been to Manhattan. I've been to like Brooklyn and like Staten Island, but that's pretty much it. Why, because you have family in Jersey? My dad worked in Brooklyn Heights. That was where the firehouse was. Oh, he was, uh, oh, that's so every day he had to go over there? Yeah. So when you were a kid, did you go to the firehouse and shit? I went a bunch. Yeah. I really liked the firehouse. I thought it was sure, like really cool. And it was also like, you know, it was cool. You get to go down the pole. Sure. And, like, yeah. and firehouses in New York are spectacular. Yeah. They, they're just so glorious. It's really cool. And yeah. they're, they're like little heroes. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody loves firemen. So, yep. Yeah. And there's that one that used to, there was one, there's one down by the old, uh, on Third uh, Street, you know, that used to be right next to the Boston Comedy Club. That I think that Anderson Cooper made into a condo. And then there's that one, there's that one right on like, you know, like at Third and like Bowery. There's a big, beautiful one. It's one of my favorite buildings. Oh, yeah, in the New ones York. down there are really nice. They're just glorious. I mean, they're really old, I think. Yeah. 
So your dad was a fireman. Now I, I guess most people know what happened, but what right. how what happened? So uh, he died nine eleven. Oh right. So planes flew into buildings. Plane. So a plane flew <laughs> into a building. <laughs> yeah right right. And then uh, they were actually the first truck over the bridge. Cause, your like, dad's truck was yeah because it was right next to the World Trade Center. Yeah because of Brooklyn Heights and the right yeah right right right. There. right. So they were like one of the first people there, and then yeah. the whole, pretty much the whole firehouse was gone. And how old were you? Uh, seven. So you knew all these guys. Yeah. Like uh, you'd go to the, the station house, and yeah, they were like my friends. Yeah. You know. It was, yeah. You know, I was there all the time. Oh, so. so fucking awful, dude. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It's and, still a little rough. Yeah, I, I don't know that you you ever really fully get over something like that. So it, so like you're seven, so you can barely process what happened. Yeah, I know. All I knew was I got everybody started getting picked up from school. Yeah, for like in Staten Island. In Staten Island. Yeah, you know. And my dad worked, and my mom was working. So like, I was like one of the last people to get picked up. Yeah, who and picked you up? My mom picked me up. Yeah, and then I just went to I think my mom's cousin's house, and then she was like, "You're not allowed to watch TV." She's like, "No TV for you." So I thought I was in trouble. Yeah, I didn't know like what was going on. I yeah. Just, so I didn't and she really... probably didn't quite know either, right? No, nobody really knew until right. like a week or so. Really, but had, but by the time you got picked up, both towers had fallen. I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure. It, what a what a fucking time! We were I all mean, set, so nobody was telling us what was going on. You're just a bunch of kids we, in they a were room. Just like school's done, and we were yeah. all like, "Awesome, like, yeah. let's get out of here." Yeah, you know, I didn't really find out. For, I was just like, eventually, like a day or two went by from what I can remember, and I was like, "Where's dad?" And right, then, like she had to explain. And my parents just got divorced at that point, like six months ago. So you'd just been through that hell? So it was just really rough then, and then it started to look like it was starting to get used to both sides, and yeah. then that happened, and then, like, you know, my mom was like, if he comes home, we'll get back together. It was Oh, really? Yeah, it was fucked up. It wasn't really cool. And my so, sister was three, so, like, it was like... Oh, my God. So yeah. so your mom said, like, you know, to, to sort of buffer it. Yeah. She said, if he comes back, we'll get back together. Yeah. Though hope was slim. Yeah. She was probably deep in her mind, like, don't fucking be alive. I don't want to get back together. Oh, God. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, but yeah, it was very- they, what, what, what were they like together? Do you remember? From what I can remember, I was set, so I have like a year maybe of memories. Like, yeah. I remember it in pictures. I remember a happy family. Sure. I don't remember. Once in a while, I would remember them fighting, and then I remember like hiding under my bed. Yeah. Maybe like a handful of times. Right. Um, and then I just remember them being like, hey, we're not going to live together anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, so I don't really was remember Was he close much. by? Uh, yeah, he wasn't too far away. Yeah, but that, so that happened like a few months before the, the horrible thing? That probably happened like, it, I would say nine months the most. I don't so when, remember. So when your mom tells you this, that, you know, they're looking, is that what she said? That they're, you know, they're still looking for people? How's she framed Right. She was like, yeah, we don't know. He could be under something. Oh, right. Oh, we that's were, right. At this, at this point, we we're just like, because they haven't found, they didn't find, they had a rough time finding people. Yeah, so, right. There was weeks of that, you know, yeah. maybe there's still people alive in the wreckage. Yeah. So there was like a rumor that like he was, there's a hotel in there or like some sort of a lobby uh -huh. there. Yeah, right. And he was allegedly seen helping a bellhop and a group of people. Or, oh, right. I don't know if it was a bellhop, some sort of a bellhop type guy. Yeah. So we thought maybe he was like, trapped in a kitchen and mm -hmm. it was like food everywhere and like right, you know, right. he was just chilling waiting, yeah. waiting you make up a lot of shit when, when you're a kid huh? yeah so so then when did it really sort of like uh sink in i don't a lot of it i don't remember but i know it was like probably a week or two where we were just like everybody you know devastated yeah and then Ugh. like and here's how shitty staten island kids are yeah i still got picked on like the next day and they knew yeah 
Did they pick on you with that? No. Oh, but just... they were just still mean, just still like, fuck this kid. Like, yeah, I actually had one kid be like, he actually became my friend for a little bit. Um, and he was like, uh, I'm inviting you over because my mom told me to, because your dad died. <laughs> That's how he put it? It was in third grade. I was like, okay, I'll see, see you Friday after <laughs> school. That's fucking heartbreaking. It was fucking awful. Why did they pick on you to begin with? What was your particular vulnerability that they all decided to bully you? I was funny looking. Yeah. Um, I used to rip my hair out of my head. Before or after? After. Yeah. So, you know, I had, I, when I was in fourth grade, I was like bald. I looked like I had, you know. Like From ripping your hair out? Ripped all my hair out. Do you know what compelled you to do that? It, I don't know. It was just like a tick after that happened. I just couldn't stop. Really? Twirling and ripping my hair out. What else? What other things happened? Like physically? Um, I don't. You don't remember? I was. I know. I was, I was in therapy. Like the. You know. I was in therapy a few months before it happened because I of think the it divorce, was like a family thing. Yeah. yeah. And then it just prog- like I just continued from with that. the same guy, uh, same lady, and then just like when that happened, since all the kids were so young, I th- I think like a lot of like one time this these doctors from like columbia like came over my house and like interviewed me and i think they were doing like a lot of like research maybe studying the, the studying kids the, the 9-11 kids yeah and they would ask me like really fucked up questions they would like be like do you think your dad's alive though like do you think he's like out there yeah with that tone him? yeah you, yeah like and i'm like no <laughs> if he is he's a dick if he's <laughs> fucking hanging out there yeah yeah not coming home but like yeah it was like a lot of like i would go to like cornell Really? They like, brought they flew pe- like a bunch of kids. Or? Would, I I assume I know I had a really rough time. I don't know how anybody else really handled it, but like I would have to go all the way to the city to do like that. Yeah. So like it was. Were there other kids in your neighborhood that lost their parents? No, I didn't really know anybody uh, until there was this nine eleven camp that they had. Get out! This is called America's camp. It really? Was a camp for all the children who lost a parent. Really? Uh, it was fucking awesome, dude. It was sick. How like the year after it went? Two, maybe two years after they started it, or yeah. a year after, right. and then it went for like until everybody turned like seventeen. And so you started. go every year. I went for five years. I I think my mom waited like two or three years to see because she was too like scared to yeah. send me. But then once you went, and it was like just all these kids that are all pretty much the same age. Well, that's sort of like amazing. It's incre- it was incredible. It was a really good time in my life, and I have a lot of good memories from that. And all the counselors, they come from all over the world. So, like, people from, like, Ireland, Wales. Really? Like, Welsh people and, like, people from England. Like, hardly any, like, Americans. How many kids? Uh, it was probably, like, two, maybe two, three hundred in the camp. Really? I, I pr- I'm pretty sure. That's, like, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Cause, and then, like, my sister started going because she got old enough, and then we went together. Yeah, it was really, really sweet. And it was just a regular camp? Did you, did any of you guys, uh, the kids, talk about it? I mean, was there any, like, did they, I yeah. mean, it was sort of hanging over the camp. Yeah. You all knew yeah. why we you were there. We all knew why we were there. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I think, like, one of the main rules was, like, don't, yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. shaking, like, something in your face. Like, yeah. here's ice cream or yeah. whatever. Right. So, like. But there would be like moments where, like, uh, at the end of the camp, like last night, where they have like campfire or whatever, uh-huh. and they're like, well, you know, why we're all here, and they have like very nice like poems, and people read stuff, and they had like Taylor Swift performed at our camp, really, when, but she was like fifteen, right, or whatever. Like, so they got people to come and play, and it was really, it was really nice. Oh, that's a beautiful. It could have been the worst fucking thing ever. Uh, yeah, if it if... could have been really bad. 
but yeah, I guess it was really a matter of of how it was run. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I how could it have been bad if everybody was just you know miserable? But your kids, yeah, I think they did a really good job at distracting people. And they also they had like this room called like the volcano room, yeah, which is just like a bunch of punching bags and like really could, like smash stuff and like break walls and like and was that popular yeah it was very popular <laughs> it was uh it was a lot it was always like it'd be funny if, like kayaking they'd be like anybody want to go we have 10 places yeah and, like volcano room would be sold out to like thursday <laughs> with, like a line go, around the corner go, go hit shit yeah oh that's fucking beautiful so yeah. boys and girls all ages i guess up yeah. to what 16 17 up to 16 17 and then if you turn 16 17 you become a counselor but you didn't do that uh i did for like a year oh yeah yeah for like one of the last years and how how did your sister how does your, does your sister have any memories of this stuff? Did she process it differently than you? Or I don't think she knows who the dude is. Yeah, to be honest right, with you, right, right. But um, it definitely affects her. But I don't know if like me and my sister aren't really like the closest, right? You know, like since like I moved out and like I'm, we're kind of at that. She's in college. I'm doing this yeah. type thing. What's her four year difference? Four year difference. Yeah. So you know, we talk about it. Obviously, makes her sad. But I don't know if it like if she it's worse for her or or better right i, I right. don't know i could see like the positives to both sides to not yet because like you have a little bit of a memory i personally i would like to not know right i wish i was in her position like you didn't know the guys at the firehouse yeah. you didn't know you know your dad you didn't yeah. Ha- yeah, yeah yeah i would like to just start no dad yeah i would love right. to do that instead of watching because that it kind of taught me what like death is yeah and too, like too young in a way yeah that life could just be taken you know like usually you get to high school a couple kids you know kill themselves in their garage yeah right you know car accident yeah car accident you kind of like grandparent dies yeah you you start like real you're like oh okay we're not invincible right like right right out the fucking gate and something that global yeah horrible it was at the time the biggest biggest tragedy that's ever happened still is in in a lot of ways yeah you know it's 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 completely it's definitely top three yeah yeah (laughs) it's right up there us tragedy people we fight about it all the time at our (laughs) meetings but (laughs) um but but you know it 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 is it's astounding that camp story is just beautiful i I wonder whose idea that was do you know i don't know exactly whose idea it was where was it it was in uh massachusetts um on like like a lake like a like right like a a real camp went there yeah and uh yeah it was what for like two weeks four weeks it was a week a week a week yeah it's phenomenal and like all these people from all over the world so you're seeing you know like a global community around it's just this whole group just and every every counselor was just like incredible and like so sweet and like there was no problems it was was really that's a great story yeah so like as you go so you're, you're doing the camp every summer but you know you're still in high school and you're still getting shit and then you know what What's playing out for you in high school around in retrospect that you can attach to, you know, the the tragedy? How am I doing in school? Well, yeah. I'm acting out a lot. In elementary school, I acted out a lot. I was like known as like a crazy kid. Yeah. You know, people would laugh at me and with me. Yeah. Like I would, I was a dude that would make someone laugh and then keep hammering away at the same thing and yeah, then not yeah. stopping. And then everyone stops And then laughing. everyone eventually is like, dude, we're trying to like study. Like <laughs> you fucking like chill. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, it was like, and then when I got to high school, I kind of was like quiet and I started doing like these videos for uh, the news channel in the yeah, morning for yeah. the school. I used oh, to yeah? film the football team and then make like a highlight tape with like music in the background. 
Straight up. Yeah. No funny. No, no funny. Right. Like just like hits. Yeah, you know, yeah. sync the music to the hits. Like, so you're learning yeah, something. Yeah, I was yeah. having fun. And then people were like, these videos are incredible, but nobody knew who I was. Right. And then once people found out who it was, they, they didn't like me. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it must have been my fault. There must have been something that I was doing because, like, I can't explain to you, like, <laughs> the, the, just it, the, the resentment. Like, you I were... don't know what it was. I really don't. I mean, like, I was I, like, probably annoying? Yes. Yeah. Was I acting out? Yes. But I wasn't, like, a mean person or, like, you were probably kind of like, I, I think that from acting out after a certain point, there's an annoying element to it. But then you realize the person's probably, you know, fundamentally insecure, needs attention, looking yeah. for something. So why not bully that kid? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I bet, like, Obviously, I'm the person you invite somewhere and you avoid. Yeah, at that time, you know, <laughs> but I didn't you get like. Invited, I had like one friend. You know, we would hang out. We wouldn't go out. We weren't invited places. We would just sleep over each other's houses and like watch TV and movies. How's that kid doing? He's good. He's I, oh good. I, I don't talk to him much, but uh, <laughs> we like we're still friendly. Oh good. You know, good, he's yeah. very supportive and very nice. Yeah. Um, so when do you you take the step to uh, you know to perform to actually perform as opposed to just acting out to act out with a context? Yeah. Well, I was always a huge fan of comedy. Like I saw Eddie Murphy Delirious when I was like ten on the video. I I got a DVD and yeah. my mom thought it was an Eddie Murphy movie and we used to have like a one in the car. Yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. like Tahoes that had. Sure. So we were playing it, and she was obviously flipping out. And right, with said, the language and everything. Yeah. But she was cool, and she was like, you could watch it like at right. home, right. just like not around your sister. <laughs> and I was like tense. I was like, oh, fuck. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I got very into that's good. So she gave you a little, a, a longer leash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. let me get away. Kids with... been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let him watch the dirty yeah. black guy. Yeah. <laughs> And that uh, and that planted the seed. Yeah. Then I just became like obsessed, and I've, it was to the point where I could do the whole special. Oh, really? Yeah. And then Dane Cook came out. Yeah. And I was like thirteen, yeah, fourteen. And that was the MySpace. that was the that was the time. That was like the time. I've never even heard of like a comedian like albums coming out, right? Like, you know. So yeah. he was a really big fucking deal. Yeah. To like especially kids like us, yeah, like we would go nuts, right, on Staten Island, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody would lose their mind. Um, and then when I was like sixteen, I was in uh, high school. Did and you tell Dane that? I, I did, I did tell him. How do you take it? Yeah, well, he's you know, he, yeah, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a funny thing when you start meeting your heroes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to do that, right? Yeah, you get to do that. Did you meet Eddie? Um, never. Not yet? Oh, I did. I met him once uh, at uh, an SNL thing. It was like right before the 40th yeah. uh, anniversary special. And uh, he was there and I just went up to him. And I was like, hey, man, just wanted to shake your hand. Like, just like, yeah. nice to meet you. See you later. And he was like, how old are you? And I was like, 20. And he's like, you're going to be just fine. <laughs> That's, that's what he said? Yeah, you'd be just fine. That's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he knew you were on the show. He yeah. wasn't like, who's the annoying kid? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah it was good. for the first time. Right, it right. You know, yeah. once I started doing comedy is when I started making friends. Right. That's when I met people that were exactly like me. And most comics also have a pretty horrible past. Of one kind or another. Yeah, something's off. But yours you know? is very specific. Yeah. Like, you're, you're still going to trump everybody else. Yeah, but comedians yeah. are so, like, they'll they'll be like, yeah, I understand. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. be like, I'm going through this as well. I get it. So I immediately just, like, loved stand-up. Well, when did you, when, when, how did it happen that you first did it? Um, There was, I was on a basketball team, and- Were uh, you good? I was, I was good. 
Yeah. I was good. I'm not like great. Mm-hmm. I could hit three pointers and I could play defense. I couldn't dribble or like do anything super you athletic. You could shoot good though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was like a stand up competition in Staten Island at this place called the Looney Bin. The Looney Bin is a comedy club inside of a bowl, bowling alley. I've done bowling alleys. Next to a LA Fitness. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, and a Wendy's. In it's a strip in a mall? parking lot. It's like, no, it's in a parking lot. Okay. And it's like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, the thing about that club is like when you're bombing, you just hear people bowling, bowling. and getting like strikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, who were the acts? Did you ever been there before? I've never been there. Um, I just, I just went. My friends. How old were you? I was 16. And your friends talk you into it? My ba- yeah, the kids on my basketball team, these two kids that would they would like be mean to me in front of the team. Yeah. But then like when we were alone, they'd be like, Hey man, you you should do that stand up thing. Yeah. Like there it was very weird. Yeah. But I took it. So um That's weird where you you realize that 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 some of the fucking shit talk is just sort of like you, they still like you. They still like me. Yeah. There was like uh, there was two kids on the team. Yeah. And there was one kid on my back. I played basketball my whole life until I was a junior in high school. Uh huh. And this kid was always nice to me. And our parents were parent was friends. Yeah. And we would hang out. But if we were ever in front of anybody, I would just get abused. Yeah. For no reason. And then afterwards, he'd be like, hey, and sorry, after, buddy. Yeah, he'd be like, hey, man, you know I love you. Yeah, buddy. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why don't, why don't you why not don't do you, that? Why don't you tell them that you love me? I mean, you know, we poor, hang out all the time, Poor man. guy. Yeah. You, 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 got, you, got, you got beat up. It you was were, so bad. Couldn't, you couldn't do nothing about it. Now I find it funny. Right. But like, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty hurtful. shitty. Yeah. Well, I guess they just, I, I imagine like you must have been sort of like, you know, the the effect of losing a parent and having that weird kind of need and vulnerability and like, yeah. you know, wanting to be friends with people. Yeah. It's like, so, please, someone like me. Like, yeah. like me. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, please, I'm looking for any reassurance in anything, you know, and just Staten Island was the wrong place to be. <laughs> At that time, for that, it did. Yeah, it, it doesn't come in. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's not a billboard when you get over the bridge. It says Staten Island, home of supportive people. Yeah, <laughs> I was even kind of the odd man out at that camp. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> oh no! Come on. No. Okay. Wait, were you? No, I was like maybe early on, but then like like the first couple of days, but then eventually. Well, you imagine it, was... it must have been interesting in the camp because you probably had you know the kids of 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 public service people yeah but also the kids of wealthy you know investors yeah, it's like everybody the, the class diversity must have been yeah. profound but also everybody was from somewhere else but staten island and they all seemed to have like friends at home and like stuff like this so like it was all still <laughs> you were there representing staten yeah, island yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's wild. Yeah. So, all right, so what do you do when you go do the comedy? Um, so I went there, and there was like six people in the audience, and I went I went on. Six, that's good, that's safe. Six to eight. Yeah. My mom was at the bar. I didn't let her come in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it went okay. It yeah. went okay. And Okay's good for eight. Yeah. You know, that's like three people laughing. Yeah. That, that's good. That's yeah. okay. There was a couple people laughing, and I What were you doing, jokes? I was doing jokes, like about like my dad- uh, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was. I used to do this joke about a, I had a mongoose, and I used to. My mom said I asked her if I can get a car. And yeah. she said I can get a mongoose, uh-huh. and I got all excited. And, it, and then gotta... obviously, I found out it was a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, yeah, I, was, I used to be like, you know, I'm 16, so you know, right. I'm into cougars. You know, yeah. is there any like 20 year olds in yeah. there? Oh, you yeah. know, oh, very good, good. hacky. 
No, uh, but but like it's good because you got the benefit of the doubt because you were a kid. Yeah. They were gonna they weren't gonna be they weren't gonna be like your friends, right? And yeah. be assholes to you. You're like you, they're at least gonna be like, oh, look at the kid trying to do something. Yeah, the kid act worked until I was like eighteen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it stopped, and then right. I actually had to start writing jokes. Right. Because I thought I would be able to like skate by and do this. So right when you did it, you had, you you realized like this is it. Yeah, I, I was like, this seems like a lot of fun. I would like to put as much effort and time into this as I can. Yeah. I stopped doing the basketball thing. After yeah. school every day, I would go to the city to do open mics. You for did? For like two, three years. Really? So yeah. like, so you're traveling in. Now, what was this stomach problem you had? Oh, I have Crohn's. Uh, that's all All that's in the research. It's like yeah. his dad died on 9-11. I have Crohn's. He's got Crohn's disease and he's on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> Crohn's is a- That's, a, uh, that's a good bio. Yeah, that's the bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> SNL is always the afterthought yeah. whenever anybody ever talks right, to right. it. Right, right. 9-11. 9-11. Crohn's. Crappy oh. tummy. Yeah. And then 9-11. Yeah. What the hell is that? I mean, I know, I don't know, I know one person maybe who had it. Uh, it's like this disease where you, you get, you shit all the time and you lose a lot of weight and you feel really sick and your stomach always hurts. Is it stress related or is it disease or what? It's I I am told I have a disease. I think stress makes it worse. Sure, but um, you know, I got it when I was like maybe seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. It Just was, out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was really bad. Maybe even younger. It was really bad for like three years until we stopped going to like Staten Island doctors and like we went to this guy in the city and then immediately fixed it. Really? Yeah, immediately fixed. Well, what were they doing on Staten Island? I don't know. You know, I had people looking in my butthole all the time, like, you know, doing all this shit, and, like, nothing was working. I was just getting sicker and sicker. And then, you know, I I smoked a lot of weed and, like, tried to make it a little bit better. But then this guy and. You just city. go to the city. Just yeah, to go I got to... this thing called Remicade, which yeah. is an IV drip for like three hours. Yeah, and you just sit there, and then you feel good for like a month or two, and then you get another one. Really? Yeah. So they, it's the, like, Staten yeah, it's Island, like just, it was, they were just sort of like, we, what, what is? I this? don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah don't was... eat the whatever. And my mom was a nurse, so she would be like, go to my friend, go yeah, to this right, other sure, friend, this doctor, right? Yeah, you know, in Staten Island. Yeah. You know, you would think so. it's so close to real medicine. I know there's real medicine a bridge away. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's a, I think it's indicative of a, a, probably a bigger problem in the health services in terms of certain communities. You know what right. I mean? Right. No. Yeah. yeah. So you know if you got it under control, we got it under control now. Do you still do it? Do I still do shit? Yeah. Do I still shit? Yeah. yeah. Well, now it used to be like. 30, 40 times a day. Come on. Yeah, when it was at its peak. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, my asshole just looks like a porn star's asshole. It's just like a gape. <laughs> like always. A lot, lot of, lot always of, open. A lot of flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, for like two, three years, it would be like 40. You know, oh my it would, God. But it would be normal. It was to the point where it was normal. You just, was just, that was just your life. And now I go like once a day. Oh, like a person. Like a person. No oh, good. And it is incredible. I don't want to, di- like, that's going to hurt some people's feelings out there who have Crohn's disease or, you know, twice a day people. Yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, yeah. Sometimes twice. Wow. You know, most three. But, wow. you know, and it's And a you treat. still do the treatment? I still do the treatment. It's good that they have something. Yeah, it's incredible. So now you're, you're smoking weed, you're on an IV, you're yeah. going to the city. Yeah. To do stand up, where were you doing it? Uh, I was doing 
a lot of like Lower East Side, any and comedy clubs. Uh, Which know, one? Eastville. Oh, Eastville. Broadway. Eastville's like got the worst sound. It is. Like, 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 it's a nice little room, but you like put a rug down. But what it's fucking tile. What's crazy is when you first start, every room is incredible. Yeah, you're like this. This place exists, and I get to perform. I still, and- I'll go to Eastville like because it's around the corner from where I stay in New York. Sometimes I'll just drop in there, and like I went there like it was. The it was the the day the night before I did Carnegie Hall. I went in there with Nate Bargetsy and oh, just yeah. tanked. I just bombed, and I was like, <laughs> I needed this. This is good. I'm about to do Carnegie Hall tomorrow. I needed to be humbled by Eastville Comedy Eastville Club. Eastville Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's one of those weird rooms where the sound just bounces around a bit. Yeah. But you were doing like the. But uh, when did you get into the cellar? Uh, I got in at the probably cellar. not till after SNL, right? No, before. Oh, good. I, I got I got who, lucky. Who championed you? Who championed me? Norton? No, who was it? Uh, I think my agent did it. At really? The time. Yeah. And I she think... and Esty just liked you. She yeah. Liked... I got very lucky. I yeah. Think I was like nine, eighteen or nineteen. She wouldn't let me into my HBO half hour, <laughs> and even then, it was conditional. <laughs> I'm like 10 years in. Yeah. She's like, all right. No, I hear stories of people that are like, it took me like seven. You know, I just, I kind of just walk right in. And then it was hit or miss there. So like to yeah. the point where like, I'm, I, I'm wary now. Yeah. To call in for spots. Cause like, like, and I told you can them, just show up. I, I think I can you now. You can show up. Yeah, I can Yeah, now. absolutely. But there was a period there, like, you know, after the podcast and after like, you know, I'd done, you know, I was a known guy. Where I wouldn't put in because I, I didn't know, like I forget which day to call, and I had this fear that I would be in New York for two days, and I just want to sit there and you know eat the fucking you know uh, the wings, the there. wings and whatever, and uh, and, and the chicken skewers, and just hang right. out with my friends and do like seven spots over Friday and Saturday. Right. But my fear is I'd call up, she's going, I have the one thirty on Friday, and I'm yeah. like, I can't uh, do I it, can't do it, it's too late. Yeah, well, I just because the one thirty doesn't really start till two. I know, but I just didn't want to be that guy. Like you know, sorry, Mark Cohen is in town, and John Joseph is here. <laughs> Is a, a tell has to do nine and, and shows. And then she'll see you when you haven't come by. She'll be like, "Why you now come by?" Yeah, yeah. Because you don't put me on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, but I, I I'm I'm being mean. She yeah, you know, she's gotten nicer. She's the sweetest. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. And, and the place seems good. I just I don't think to put in there when I go. I should just go over and do a set. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, I just don't know. Go what, over. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, you did a stand. Did the stand for a while. So what else was around? Stand Up New York? Stand Up New York. You were running around That doing... was like a big hike, though, for me. Right, from Staten like, Island. From Staten Island, Island you, you, when you get in there, you're in like the financial district. So yeah. like, going all the way up to 78, 78. It's, like, it's like, what the fuck? So it was primarily the cellar, Eastville, the stand, and uh, Boston. The cellar, not so I was like 18, 19. So just it was the... mostly bars. Oh, really? And like comics would have to like- Oh, the comic shows. Yeah, like yeah. comic shows, and then like oh, I did a couple bringer shows, Ooh. and then I kind of realized that like- those aren't really the way to go when you're trying to <laughs> work new material work new, or do stand up at all. Yeah, I know, just because like, I, I didn't you know, know like twenty be, comics yeah. waiting to get on. I didn't know you became this guy that like you know they'll be like, oh, this guy could bring twenty people. Oh so yeah, we're that was gonna it. Keep asking him. To yeah, do yeah, yeah. And I was like, they want to book me. Yeah, you're wearing out your friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, none of my friends come to this day because of the first year <laughs> of stand up. And I'm like, what you were watching was awful. There was nobody there. I was like, they're like, no, I'm not going. You were doing the same jokes that didn't work the last time? Yeah. They're like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Buying two drinks. They won't even watch you on SNL. Can't do it. No. (laughs) That's hilarious. So when did you finally start to kind of come into your own? When did did the seller happen? Who who else? Who'd you start with? You got friends that came up the Uh, same time? Jordan Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ricky Velez. I don't know him. Um... 
who else? Kind of Soder. Uh-huh. Dan Soder. Uh-huh. He's like he's been doing it way longer than me, and is a way better comic. But we all kind of started like popping off a little bit. Isn't it nice when you kind of you find the dudes that you're yeah. hanging out with, you know, yeah. like the uh, women, whatever, but the people that are your generation. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like your, your group of guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, best. Yeah, doing like open mics together. Go like, eat. Getting in the jealous morning. of each other and stuff. Good joke, asshole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, you want a tag? Yeah. All right. And then you like get mad if they give you a tag. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, if it's yeah. good, you're yeah. like, fuck. It. Yeah. Can I use it? Can, Can I, I use it? Though? Yeah, and now you owe them one. Yeah, tag. Yeah. yeah, I was never good at tags. I was like, if I ever suggested anything to anybody, it'd be the worst. Thing. Like, they'd go do it and just be like, "That not only did that bomb, <laughs> but it like it made people unhappy." I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I, I, it was funny. I, guess, yeah. I, I guess I have a different way of doing it. So what? How does um, how does SNL happen? Um, are you working as a comic? Are you going out? I was. I mean, getting, you doing like, road work. I was getting a lot. I was. Doing well getting spots. I would have like five on a Friday, five on a Saturday. The cellar. Yeah. And then like two every day during the week. I was doing it every day. Right. And I was living- Coming in from Staten Island? No. Then I moved to Brooklyn Heights when I was like 17, 18. Yeah. And I went to college for a year. Where? At St. Francis. Yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. And then after like the second, my sophomore year, after like a semester, I just stopped. Because I got an MTV show. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What show was that? It was like guy code or something. You know, How'd you some, get that? So you got an agent? Um, I got an agent and someone saw me opening for oh, someone okay. that was on the show. Right. And then they offered me, you know, and it wasn't like crazy. It was just like, I was like, I have to put all my effort into this yeah. right now and yeah. see if it could actually go anywhere. Right. And then if it doesn't, I could always. What just, was that show? Uh, it was. It's just like Talking Head. You're just oh. like in front of a green screen, and there's like a hip hop beat, and you're like, "Girls, <laughs> 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 talking about crazy." You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. It, you would hate it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I mean, I don't like it now. I remember um, those Talking Head shows when I was coming up, or yeah, I was already well into it, like on VH1, like the '80s, right, the '90s. Yeah. You know, the 70, whatever it was, they just asked comics to work for nothing. Yeah, and you'd go it's up like there, three hundred like, bucks. Yeah, and yeah. You just go up there and just yeah. rant. When you're sort of a comic and you have some talent and they don't know what to do with you, your manager always has you do like things like, well, you know, they're do they want you to host these segments on VH1, right? You know, and then you're there and they put, they put you in clothes you don't want to wear, uh, and you're like, and they're all you know, hip clothes, yeah, and you're doing like Tony Braxton's bio, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to me? You know, like I can't, like it's so embarrassing, but you know, it all adds up. Yeah, I think I must have earned something. Yeah, I'm very lucky that that stuff didn't really. Happen. Yeah, yeah, like you just got to be that talking head guy forever. Had, yeah, it's the advantage of being very young yeah but being also you're kind of a character so you know you gotta you know you're not just young but you know you got you got your own you know groove right you know <laughs> you have to see, you're unique so so all right so you do the mtv thing i did that and then i got uh i met nick cannon and he signed me for a little bit yeah uh and i used to open for him yeah for like a, a year or two and that that was fun. He signed you. What do you mean? He signed. signed he was my manager. Did, wait, he's a comic. I don't. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, like he's one of those guys that does everything. Yeah. And so he, whenever he decided to do stand up, I would be his guy, and I would help him like write stuff. So he was your manager. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. So why did you decide to go with him? Just because of the, I was, that resume? Yeah, I was like seventeen, eighteen. You, I was, you, you know, know who nobody, he was? nobody was. Right. You know, uh, right. barking at my door or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I just went with him, and he seemed like a really nice guy. And then I opened from, for him for like a year or two. And then I did his show, Wild and Out, which is like a hip hop improv show 
which was really uncomfortable for me. And uh, it gives me chills whenever I hear you the name Wildin' Out. What'd you have to do? It's like dissing people, uh-huh. like rap style. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, your shirt is whack. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, you know, like I bet your mom comes from so-and-so. Yeah, did you did you write them or was it improv? Uh, no, everybody would write them, Yeah, you know, before the show. Did, were you a rap fan? Were you a rap I love kid? rap. I'm yeah. just not that guy. Right. I'm not like, yo, let me tell you something, you know? <laughs> I'm really not that that guy and like it was like embarrassing yeah i felt yeah. really embarrassed yeah and uh what sucked was they were all so excited and so good at it the yeah. rest of the cast um and then uh i became friends with amy schumer yeah and she gave me a, a tiny little part in train wreck right and i met bill Hader, and then bill Hader seemed to like me from that what were you in train wreck i saw it i was a like a it was like an extra like uh, i was like laying on a bed in the hospital and oh okay like, what happened to you and i yeah. was like i tripped on a bong yeah, and yeah i was like yeah. around athletes yeah yeah right right, and right. yeah so I, I guess he liked it and then i got a call bill did yeah i yeah. got a call from my team and they were like hey bill Hader recommended you to lauren michaels for snl uh-huh and i've never that's something i never even like had a dream about because it's so not me right like i don't know how to act or right. do characters <laughs> yeah. or impressions yeah. i don't look like anybody right. i can only talk about my dick and my mom at yeah. this point <laughs> so i was like still i'm still at that point by the way i still yeah. don't have much to talk about i haven't lived anything <laughs> yet and now i just work yeah so i'm never gonna experience life ever right. <laughs> which is a big fear of mine anyway back to the story the, you know so i didn't think much of it and then i auditioned you know on a i did stand up on a show where everybody did characters. Yeah. And where was, was that? It was, uh, I think at a UCB uh-huh. or something in the city. Right. And it went okay. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll like make a mistake and make me a writer. You yeah. Know, like, right. Them hiring me at all would be like probably a mistake for them. So I was like, you know, maybe I like could slide into the writer's room yeah. and like do a year and then get fired. Right. You know, right. I was, I was like, that or would quit, be, do was, a Hannibal. I was like, that would be awesome. Yeah. So they called me in. Oh, I got a call back, and then yeah. you audition at uh, at the studio. At the studio, yeah, which is I'm sure you know is a dark room. Yeah, and they're in there, but they're not. You can't laughing. see them, and yeah. you're on the stage. Yeah, it's it's quiet. Yeah, and you're just you know freestyling to a camera. Yeah, so I just did like stand up again, and you know there was no laughter or yeah. anything very much. So I just you know walked out as just kind of felt the weight of Lauren yeah. in the dark. Yeah, I just felt like okay, I didn't get this. Yeah, that's that's just what happened. I yeah. got to sit in somebody else's dressing room and yeah. look at how cool my life could be. Yeah, and I got <laughs> to do that, and yeah. you know I was very like appreciative for even getting to do that. Uh huh. And then um, I got a call again to meet with the writers. They yeah. like, they may might want to make you a writer. Yeah. And I never saw SNL before. <laughs> I still to this point. You still haven't watched no, it. Now I kind of now I like get in now I know it, you know, but I never at From this, the inside. But before I got the show I didn't know about it. Really? I didn't know what it was. I love that. Which is really bad to say, but like, you know, I just I didn't grow up really watching it. Yeah. Um I watched like SpongeBob. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you right. know, Drake and Josh. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is a Nickelodeon show. So, um you know, I I had to like come. There was, and you're like what, nineteen? I'm like, yeah, nineteen. And there, my agents were like, you know, make sure you go in there and say like what your favorite stuff is from the show. Yeah. You know, for the writers meeting. I'm meeting with the writers, and before I just YouTubed SNL. Yeah. And then I saw like all these uh, the Will Ferrell Jeopardy sketches. Yeah. 
I've seen all those on YouTube. Right. So I have seen the show. Right. I just didn't know because it was everything was on YouTube. All right. These, I just thought they were weird Will Ferrell sketches. Right. Online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said those, and I said Sandler, everything he does. And then they were like, we'll get back to you. Yeah. And then I got called in to meet with Lauren. Yeah. And uh, I go in there, and... You know, are you nervous? Do you feel the weight of it, or you? It's still like SNL doesn't mean that much to you. I I didn't. It's not that it didn't mean it. It would be incredible. It's just I have no idea what any of this is. Yeah, this is all so crazy to me. Yeah, I just you know, I'm just gonna like you yeah. know enjoy it. And then, right. And I met with Lauren. And, are you high? Uh, I was very. Yeah. <laughs> when you went in, I was high, I was high for every day. I was a high person. Yeah. From 16 to 23 to <laughs> yeah, like January. Yeah. To like January. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like occasionally or yeah. whatever, but. Um, so I, you know, I meet with him and then I don't know if it goes well. I'm, what happens? I sit down and, you know, he's there and he just starts talking to me about the show uh-huh. and, you know, I don't really remember much of it. Did he say like what he thought you might do or what you want? Oh, he, he ask you what you wanted to he do? He was kind of like, he was like, I think you're really funny. Yeah. I don't know if it works best for the show. Right. Um, you know, you're very young, yeah. You know, but I think you're really funny, yeah. And that was it. That was it. That was it. And then I left. And I didn't hear anything for a month, yeah. So I was like, okay. I what I I said. I was like, thank you so much for the meeting. I was like, really appreciate meeting with you. This yeah. was, you yeah. know, this was crazy. This was crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I got the a call a month later, and it was Lauren. He was like, hey, you got the show. I'll I'll see you at work. <laughs> Uh, I just I couldn't believe what was going. On. It was all so ridiculous, to right? Because right, I'm, right, yeah, I, yeah. you know, so I just assumed I was going to get fired at the end of the year. So yeah. I just figured I'd have a, a lot. So of you fun. went to work. I went to work. And what'd you do? Um, what'd they start you out with? I got to do stand up on update. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to like talk about sucking dick. Yeah. So they bring you out as you. Yeah, they bring yeah. me out as me. My first thing, yeah. and the stand up bit, I guess, went really well. And since then, I've I've remained on the show. And you just sat there with uh, who was update then? Uh, it was it was Colin and Michael. Okay, yeah, okay. That was the first year, right? Of it. So, um, yeah. And you know, Lauren's been really great, and he's been really nice to me, and everybody's been super nice there, and I'm still there. Luckily. Yeah. Are you doing characters? I don't know how to do them. I mean, like if <laughs> if like once in a while there'll be like a guy that I look like that they'll be like. You're yeah, him, right? Right. But like, I'm not doing a good job at right. impersonating <laughs> at all. Do you try to? I do, but like, it actually sounds worse than my regular voice. So I usually just like just do uh, it. I'm myself in everything, yeah. And yeah. I don't know how I'm still on the show, yeah. But <laughs> but I'm very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing out here? Um, I'm out here just doing some stand up and just uh, my girlfriend lives here and I Hanging like around? it. I like it here a lot. You do? Yeah, it's very relaxing. Yeah, you find yeah. it you're relaxed. I'm very relaxed. What's going here. on? What we talked about? You know the oh, BPD. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I got a. Uh, I went to like rehab in like December. Now, what leads up? To, we're talking about borderline personality disorder, right? And, you know, if you if you don't want to talk about it, tell me. But no, if you, I can uh, talk about it. yeah. Um, because it's fascinating to me. Right, because it's like it's it's a really kind of mysterious diagnosis. It's hard to diagnose, and and right. it's very you know very specific. And I you know I've dated a couple of people. One I know had BPD. The other one I'm, I'm sure you know doesn't think she does. Right, but it it's a difficult uh, uh, diagnosis. Yes, and and how did you how did it manifest itself? How how did you think didn't think you had it so i've been a pothead forever yeah right and i started around 
October, I would say, September last year, I started having like these mental breakdowns where like, I would like freak out. Like rage? Rage. Like st- and then not remember what happened after. Really? Yeah. So blind rage. Blind rage. Um, well, it, what would spark it? I, I don't even know. Oh, like, wow. I, I, apparently, like, my girl, I was on the phone with her once, and then she, like, immediately was like, yeah, some, you just, like, snapped and, like, you, like, went And nuts. you didn't know no memory. I had no memory of it. Wow. Like, I, then, like, I, later on, I would remember it, like, in pictures, kind of, uh-huh. and, like, kind of remember it, like, right. in a fog. Wow. But, like, n- I wouldn't know what happened until after I broke something or after I came to. Uh-huh. So, I was under the assumption that I I was like, maybe it's the weed. Yeah. You know, I never really did any other drugs. Right. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to try and go to rehab, you know, my doctor. For weed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, maybe that'll that'll be helpful. Yeah. Um. So I, I go, you know, and I'm, I get off weed and, you know, they're, they told me there, they're like, you might be bipolar or whatever. Right. And sure. I was like, okay, so we're going to try you on these meds or whatever. And then, I got out and then I started smoking weed again. And and you're on meds. And I'm on meds. So yeah. I was like, I was feeling a little better. So, you know, two months go by and I just snapped. I was smoking weed every day. I just like snapped and like I had a really bad mental breakdown. So I like freaked out and I was like, it has to be like, it has to be weed. I yeah. was like, this is what it has to be. So I like, said i'm like i'm getting sober i'm yeah. like i was like i'm quitting drugs and i said i, I quit drugs and then like i should have just kind of said I, i'm quitting weed yeah because now people think i do drugs right you know so like i'm very embarrassed at this point and like what the, like, did you tell the show i told the show i was like i'm quitting drug like i to me i thought everybody was telling me weed is a drug you're a drug addict you smoke weed all the time and i was like i guess i am a drug yeah. you know yeah. I, i'm very scared and i don't know what i have mm-hmm. for this is like but you know it's mental i know there's something wrong yeah. so four or five months go by of this happening so i was like i, I was like i'm gonna stop i was like you know i'll do this yeah and I keep going to therapy and then I was, I didn't smoke or do, you know, drink or anything for like And you're three, off the psych meds? For three months. No, I'm on, still on them. Mm-hmm. I was on it for like three months. I didn't do anything. And I, ne- I still felt the same. I still felt like something was fucked up and something was wrong. And I found out uh, I have BPD, which is borderline personality disorder. And, and, and who diagnosed that? Um, one of the doctors, one of my... Uh, my psychiatrist, uh-huh. I don't, therapist, psychiatrist—they're yeah, yeah. all the same. Time. Sure, I don't know which one it is. And that, and and what you know, what what was the um, what were the sort of like? How did he do the interview that led him to that conclusion? Um, he was always saying, uh, like before this big meltdown yeah. happened, he was like, you know, you're probably bipolar or borderline we, we just kind of have to figure it out and then after that started happening he was like you're you're borderline this mm-hmm. is what it is because you don't have prolonged depression yeah she was like we i'm depressed all the time but like right. it, it whatever they said they're really close and it doesn't really come out until this age really they were like this is the age where it kind of but now am i wrong in thinking that borderline is behavioral and bipolar is is actually chemical I I think so. I'm not like exactly because sure. they're know both either. so close, and they're what I'm being treated with is like d- called DBT skills, yeah, which is dialectical behavior, yeah, and uh, and they're both like this. They're treated kind of like the same. So it's you're on, like, you're still on psych meds, and you so, do yeah. I'm on new psych meds because it wasn't working. We're switch- and I've been going to therapy every single. What day. are DBT uh, things? 
you know, just like a fear of a, it's like fear of a, of abandonment. Well, that's right. That's the big thing with right. the bo- so, borderline. Yeah. So like you learn, cause I would always be like, I think everybody's mad at me. Everybody hates me. Like I'm going to lose my friends. I'm right. going to lose my girlfriend. Like my family hates me. And I would always just like mm. be all around. I'd be worried all the time and I'd be freaking out. And then this thing, this class, you know, teaches you how to use those skills and how to like be kind of independent uh-huh is i guess the word to just sort of say to realize that like like your thoughts aren't necessarily real right yeah right. it's like it's like steps to like thought processing like right. you have this thoughts you have these feelings you have these urges you're gonna freak out w- try waiting it out 10 minutes right try going for a walk what's dbt stand for uh dialectical behavior therapy. and 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 is it working it is working slowly but surely like i have i've been having a lot of problems like this this whole year has been a fucking nightmare like because of this this has been the worst year of my life like for you know getting diagnosed with this and trying to figure out how to learn with this and mm-hmm. uh, live with this and like just learning all about it and going to doctors nonstop. it's getting better but it's like it's taking a while and you go to therapy like talk therapy every week i go to talk therapy and they also i have like this book and we go over like skills and, no like, kidding because i implement them and, well, that's good. Yeah. Do do any of them track it to the loss of your dad? Yeah, I mean that's the big that's the big one. They it was like however I lived my childhood and, yeah. in fear and uh-huh. all of this stuff is related. And to also, it. you were fundamentally you know violently abandoned. Yeah, that's that's uh, my big thing is trust. It's like you know one day he was here, and then the next day you know they're gone. Like I have trouble when like I used to have trouble when sometimes my mom would be like I'm going out, you know I've you know when people say they're leaving and coming back yeah i get like a really big fear like I, that they're not going to come back well i think isn't the prognosis pretty good like especially if you're getting treatment like i know that 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 borderline is difficult to treat but some people actually grow out of it yes some people grow out of it and eventually don't need to do any of this right. stuff anymore so that's like what i'm going to therapy with the hope of isn't that fascinating though in the way that like because you were conscious enough that you were 7 years old and you were emotionally attached and, and awake when that happened, when your father got killed, that, you know, that that wired your brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the person I knew who had it also had loss in her life around that age. Yeah. And, you know, it, and it just, like, it just, you can't comprehend what happened, but you do know that, you know, people can leave or die in, you know, one day. Right. And that's that. Yeah. Wow. And is the so the talk therapy is helping you? What do you usually start with the day and figure and track yeah, your feelings? It's day by day, right? Because like you know, I, you can wake up a completely different person. Yeah, you know, and just submerged in depression. Yeah, you just wake up and you're like the world is coming in on you, and it's all about like getting out of that and using your tools, right? And, like going through this book mm-hmm. and like as like it's so hard and like lame. Yeah, but like once you like you know actually do it and go through the book and you're like i'm gonna use this skill or like hold ice or right. something or take a cold shower or listen yeah. to your favorite song really loud it sounds fucking lame and annoying but like when you do it it actually kind of works sure because like if you if you engage in those habits that eventually the neural pathways yeah, you trick your brain yeah and yeah. you do it enough right it stays tricked yeah <laughs> yeah so you gotta, you gotta try to get i your have brain. to convince myself i'm happy now yeah <laughs> Well, that, that's been like my goal. Let's 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 not go crazy. How about okay? Right. Yeah. Okay. I would love to be okay, Mark. That would be incredible. I, I just to be okay would be incredible. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I, well, I know the feeling, man. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing all right. So do you, do you, it's good that there's treatment and that you you have support and you, you didn't blow up your relationship. Right. You know. Yeah. Being I don't know how she's still with me. I yeah. mean, being in a relationship with someone you know like myself must be incredibly difficult. But 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 engaging. Yeah. I mean, it's always exciting. <laughs> Hands on. Yeah. She. You know, there's always something new for sure. <laughs> and sometimes like that, you know, for certain people, it's like you know, what if their life's a little slow. You're like, right. they can always go, well, he's guaranteed to yeah, keep he's me He's a bundle occup- of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're always on your toes. So so what happens now? When you're going to, when you go back to New York, you set up with people there to therapists and stuff? Yeah, I have uh, another set over there. So whenever I'm here, I can do it here. And whenever I'm there, I can do it there. And when do you go back? Are you going to go back to, when's the season start? Or season when? starts, like, I think September. Or and like you're in? September. I'm in. So <laughs> I, I made it back. So, um Yeah. So, Maybe you can figure out how to draw from the uh, the new diagnosis for your comedy. Right. Well, I'm so happy. Like now that I know that something is, I always thought something was wrong. Yeah, and yeah. Then when you find out something is actually wrong, it's like very reassuring. But it's weird because some a lot of borderlines are 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 very manipulative, and and have very black and white thinking. Did you have that stuff? Like um, you know, just, I I think the manipulation thing I definitely had, yeah. where I would try to make someone feel a certain type of way, and, mm-hmm. and then if they felt that way, I would feel good. Right, right. But if they right. didn't feel that way, I would think something's wrong and that they're mad at me. Oh, so well, I would like oh, I with yeah. words, I would yeah. like try and sway people into saying the exact thing that yeah, I needed yeah, to yeah. hear. But when you say you fun. hate me, you don't really mean that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly i'm like you hate me don't you and she's like well i'm like you don't you know it's always like whatever right right. whatever question i ask i'm expecting the opposite answer well that's interesting so like when because now i'm now i'm just uh, i'm doing self-therapy so like when you're with somebody who loves you you're like you don't love me yeah that thing and she'll be like of course of course i I do do. and i'm like no you don't just i know something's up i know something's wrong and that could be very fucking frustrating for the other person you just drain them they're exhausted they're they're just so strung out and tired of answering the same exact fucking questions you want to leave right yeah you want to you just want to pack them and get the fuck out of here don't you yeah, you don't love me anymore. And then when they finally break down, you're like, okay. Uh, see, I knew it. Yeah, 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 as soon as they have yeah, a break, yeah. yeah. Or else you're like, all right, all right, sorry. Come on. Yeah, get, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm being I crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah. crazy. It's I have BPD. Yeah. It's either I knew it or, yeah. oh, I'm, oh, okay, I'm yeah. being crazy. All right, don't go. It's don't exactly go. what it's like. Oh, I think I had it. You had <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm better, but yeah. I think I've avoided. <laughs> all right. Well, that was helpful. Yeah. Well, it's great to talk to you, man, and, no, and I'm glad you're uh, you know being proactive in all this shit, and uh, and uh, and have a good season. Thank you, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. Well, that was heavy but beautiful. A heavy but beautiful conversation with Pete Davidson. Uh, I was very happy to uh, have hung out with him. We're t- we text occasionally. It's nice. Good kid, that kid. Okay, all right. I'm going to, uh, I think I'll play some guitar. Yeah, I, I'm going to play some dirty, you guys like this dirty shit, and I think that's my oeuvre, that's my natural state. Greasy guitar playing, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Boomer lives.